0: Let's talk about something great, something positive, something uplifting. And, of course, that is why we bring in our friend P.J. Glasser. Giving out his plays. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Props. Jackson, Jackson himself. Look at him. Back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles. Now he's got an entourage. And he's got a Touchdown parlays for today. Parlay?
2: That's the one. Parlay!
0: Parlay! It's P.J. Glasser. Ah, we love P.J. He is the host of Inside the Betting Lines from 1 to 5 Eastern every Sunday live from MGM National Harbor each day. You can see him as the host of Send It In at 1.30 in the East. PJ, good morning to you. I can see that it looks like you're wearing, I could be wrong, I knew it! I knew it! An Alabama shirt. PJ is an Alabama guy. Went to Alabama. I went to Texas. So we're going to make a friendly bet on this show. If Bama wins, I have to wear a Bama shirt of some sort on this show. If Texas wins, you will reciprocate and you will wear burnt orange. Is this correct? Have we come to this agreement?
1: We have, Jenks, and I'm looking forward to it. I think it's a solid bet. I think it's going to be a great game as well. Uh, I'm sure you guys have talked about it throughout the week. Jenks, I heard you say that you like the under. I'm right there with you. This yep. game last year was low scoring. I think the game this year is going to be low scoring as well. Bama has three offensive linemen guys that weigh over 350 Ooh. pounds. Their quarterback, Jalen Milrow, is the fastest player on their team. Their best skill position player is their running back, Chase McClellan. They have like three or four guys in the running back room who are very solid, complement each other well. And Nick Saban's going to play to his strengths. And the strength of of this year's team is the run game and then the defense. The defense is as good as it's been in the last four or five years. So he's got a new offensive coordinator, Tommy Reese. He's got a quarterback in Jalen Milroe who really doesn't have that much experience. And he's got a massive offensive line and he's got the home crowd behind him in this game. So what do you want to do? Take the air out of the football, chew clock, and just kind of slow down Texas and keep that high-powered offense off the field. So, Jenks, I'm with you. The under is the play for me in this game, 54 and a half. I think Bama wins as well, just because, yeah. you know, guys, people really aren't talking about it enough. I mean, Brian Denny is a tough place to win a game. Joe Burrow, Cam Newton, Johnny Manziel, those, and, they're, and Chad Kelly, those are the four guys cool. since LSU won the game of the century in 2009 that have won in Brian Denny. So it usually takes a special kind of quarterback. Quinn Ewers is really, really good, and he's going to need to have the game of his life for Texas yep. to uh, to win that game.
2: Oh, I forgot about Swag Kelly and the Game of the Century. Imagine yeah. it being the year 2009. They're like, nah, <laughs> we're nine years in, but this is going to be the Game of the Century. And the final score was, what, 12 to 9? Nine?
1: 9-6. Nine, <laughs> of- Not even that much, Chelsea. 9-6. <laughs> <Nine, six. laughs>
2: I know. I remember that. What a marketing yeah. strategy for the Game <laughs> of the Century. All right, so let's look at the rest of the college football slate. Looks like you got to play for Texas Tech and Oregon Uh, Let us know, PJ. What is it? Chelsea,
1: I'm going to ride with Texas Tech plus six and a half in this game against the Ducks. So we have two teams kind of coming in opposite perspectives, opposite perceptions around both teams. Oregon in week one dropped 81 points on Portland State. Now, it was Portland State. But they still scored 81 points. That's pretty impressive. Texas Tech, meanwhile, they lost by two touchdown favorites to Wyoming. They were up 17-0 in that game. They lost in double overtime. I liked Wyoming last week, guys, against Texas Tech. And the reason being, the Red Raiders quarterback, Tyler Shuck, started his career with Oregon and now he gets to play his former team. So I thought with the game being this early on in the season, you know, he probably wasn't watching as much film on Wyoming, and he was gearing up for the game this week against the Ducks. Jenks, as you know, being a Big 12 guy, Lubbock, especially at night, is a tough place to play. It really is. There's just something about it. It's one of those spooky venues, and Oregon's walking in there as the number 13 team. It's going to be a packed house, so I think Texas Tech... Can keep this game close. Their offense is going to have much more success this week than it did against a really good Wyoming defense last week. I'd even take the Red Raiders on the money line, guys. The look ahead line was three and a half in this game. And I think that's more along what the spread should be. It should be three and a half or four. Instead, it's six and a half. All the money is coming in on Oregon. People love the Ducks this week, Mm -hmm. but give me Texas Tech. I think they can hang around and keep this close.
0: We're talking about P.J. Glasser, host of Inside the Betting Lines from 1 to 5 Eastern every Sunday, live from MGM National Harbor. Can't wait to check that out. P.J., we have to ask about Nebraska and Colorado. So we saw that one game from the Buffs. Everyone has Coach Prime fever, but Mm -hmm. we also forget Nebraska has Matt Rule. I know they lost at Minnesota, but he's a hell of a head coach as well. What is your play here?
1: guys, I can't wait to watch this game. I yeah. really can't, right? After what both of these teams look like, especially Colorado, like what's the encore performance? I honestly think that game was more about more about TCU just as much as it was Colorado because TCU's defense is not very good. They threw two touchdowns in the red zone or they very easily could have won that game. Can't take anything away from Colorado. All the transfers that Dion brought in the offseason and for them to look like they did, especially on offense. Incredible. His son, Shadur Sanders, at quarterback, is excellent. Travis Hunter, I mean, what more can you say? Guy plays on both sides of the field. He's the best receiver, the best corner on the team. Played over 100 snaps in the Texas Heat. Unbelievable performance. Their running back, Dylan Sanders, had three receiving touchdowns. He was great. But like you said, Jenks, Matt Rule is a really good coach. He's obviously coached in the NFL before. And the Nebraska team kind of reminds me of his Carolina Panthers teams. They're going to be good defensively. They're not going to score much offensively. I don't think they're going to win very many games, but I think they're going to cover a lot of spreads like they did against Minnesota. It's been talked about all week. Nebraska in the look ahead line was nine and a half point favorites at some markets. Now we're getting them as three and a half point dogs. There's still so much unknown with Colorado. So I'm just going to take, The more sure thing with Nebraska, where I know that they're going to be, it's going to be an ugly watch on offense. They're not going to score many points, but their defense is going to be good. They're going to find a way to hang around in this game. And the fact we're getting the hook in a game like this, I'll take it with the Cornhuskers. So give me Nebraska plus three and a half
2: also that line has shifted dramatically like what was it minus six for nebraska now they're getting three and a half so a wild swing in the line of that game but also if you're wrong about colorado dion's probably going to call you out so be careful (laughs) he probably will
0: (laughs) he probably will
2: Yeah. All right. He's going to have a list of all the people who picked against Colorado for his next press conference. All right. So let's move our attention to the NFL. We've got the Steelers and the Niners game. I have a play in this one. I think it's going to be low scoring, but we saw the Steelers last year start off the season with a big upset of the Bengals. Do you think that the Niners should be on upset alert or are you looking in a different direction at a different angle?
1: Chelsea, I think the Niners need to be on upset alert. You talked about that upset last year when the Steelers went into Cincinnati. They forced Burrow into four interceptions. The year before that, they went into Buffalo and beat the Bills in week one as well. Steelers in week one, Mike Tomlin always gets his team ready. He's great as a home underdog. And guys, TJ Watt is the most important player in football who is not a quarterback. When the Steelers... When he plays, the Steelers are 59-26-2. When he doesn't play, the Steelers are 1-10. and Well, T.J. Watt's going to play in this game, so you're going to get the best version of the Steelers. I think Kenny Pickett's going to have a monster year for Pittsburgh. I think that offense is going to be much improved. Their defense is very good. And Brock Purdy, I mean, he's coming off the injury. This is his first game since then. What kind of version of Brock are we going to get against a very good defense? I like the Steelers a lot, plus two and a half. I think they win
0: the game outright. One of my favorite plays of the week. And finally, a little Dolphins-Chargers action here. Got a couple minutes here, PJ. What are you liking here? Jenks, I
1: think this is one of the best games of the week. It's the second highest total on the board at 51, but I'm going to lay the three with the Chargers in this game. I think the Dolphins are going to be a trendy underdog, and I think people are going to like the fact we're getting Miami early in the season because Tua is healthy. But I actually look at it as we get the Chargers early in the season, right? We all know. When week seven, when week eight comes around, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen are going to be on that injury report. They're going to be day-to-day. They're going to be questionable. That's just how it works with the Charger receivers. So I like we're getting them fresh. They add Quinton Johnson, the rookie from TCU, in the mix. Austin Eckler is going to be fresh. Justin Herbert's back healthy. Those pieces on defense, guys who are banged up, Derwin James, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack. All those guys are out there ready to go. So I like this Chargers team. I think they have one of the most talented rosters in the entire league. Kellen Moore comes over from Dallas to help call the plays. I like the Chargers. I would lay the three with them. This wasn't one of my favorite plays to start the week, but the more and more we get here towards Sunday, I I like the Chargers more and more. So I would lay the three with them against Miami.
0: Check him out as host of Inside the Betting Lines from 1 to 5 Eastern each Sunday, live from MGM National Harbor, and weekdays as host of Send It In at 1.30 in the East. That is Bama graduate P.J. Glasser. P.J., good luck this weekend, and good luck on your bets, my friend. Good luck to you guys.
1: Thanks for having me, and, Jenks, roll tide. Hug oh, them horns.
0: Let's ooh. go. Let's, <laughs> ooh. Them's fighting words, boy. I'll tell you what, in the South, i mess That's the last time P.J.'s going to be on this show. That's it. He's done.
2: <laughs> One and done. For more, listen to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.